My mom was a English major, and so my grammar is almost perfect. And now in the age of text message, as you can see, I've gotten to just get rid of all grammar. There's no more grammar in my life. You've corrupted the way I text. Yeah, because the thing is, the human brain is so smart that it can read like backwards letters or whatever. I don't know. I saw a thing on Reddit. And now I don't correct anything. I type it with my big sloppy thumbs. If there's Szechuan sauce on the phone, you're getting a mess of a message. And especially if I'm doing voice to text, you're just going to hear chaos. It's going to be mad chaos when I tell you what to do. Uh, I was saying this because I was attacking the customer service here. It's already done. The box is switched. (laughs) I have a theory that if the dumber you act to a customer service person, and not maliciously, obviously... You should always be nice, but if you just play so dumb, like it just cuts steps out and it saves you. Are you recording, Peter? I am recording. Okay, good. I was making sure because I was getting off on a tangent already. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have noticed that uh, I need to insult myself in the first like two or three sentences and then I get my way from the rest of it just like smooths (laughs) everything over. Excuse me, ma'am or sir. I am so dumb. Please help me. Please, I have no problems. Uh, Okay, here's what we're going to talk about, Peter. We were discussing for a second that, for whatever reason, in the Milky Way galaxy, or I guess, do we have a name for our solar system, or do we just call it, like, solar system? Is there? (laughs) He's holding the dog right now, and she's being adorable. Hello, Lucifer. Hello, you sweet pup. Uh, Is there... I think it's just... (laughs) I think it's just called the universe. I think we have to name system. this motherfucker. To There's too it? many. You know, everywhere in Star Wars has kind of a name. Uh, I think we're going to call it Galacticon. That's already a thing. Somebody's going to sue me. Either way, Peter, here's the exciting news that we're actually going to start the show off with. All of the episodes have been uploaded to YouTube. Yay! Uh, and, you know... You can't really share YouTube links on Twitter. I probably should put something on Facebook. We don't really have any official like social media for just the podcast, which is sort of my fault probably. But thank God for Priors. He got those up there. Weekend at Effie's YouTube. It's a thing now. Uh, Peter, I'm having a crazy week. I don't know. What, what, what the fuck is going on? What's going on is there is a name of our solar system. Hang on. Oh, <laughs> It's called Soul System. Soul System, because we refer to it, it as the like sun. A, like, a three, like a 90s era 311 album. So you're telling me that we're not looking at what is objectively a sun. We are looking at a star called the human language name Sun. And now we have named this system after what we call our star. Yes. I think I already knew this. I think I learned this in first grade. I don't know. Sometimes you got to go back and restudy some of the classics. The planets are out there, folks. Pluto, you're back in the game. I think we've we've gone through enough tough times, and that was like a weird punishment for how good the economy was in a, in a weird way. <laughs> right. And now, like, we've all collapsed, and we're at the end of the Pax Americana, and I'm kind of, I'm swinging towards, like, just let's be inclusive. Let's be a little more inclusive of all the rocks out there. I'll start naming asteroids, and we can upgrade them. Oh, you should. They named the asteroids some like <laughs> really bizarre stuff. Peter, did you know that we actually, I inherited over 500 stars in the night sky and we are now offering stars for sale? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, the reaction that I've gotten to my hair being for sale has been 
really weird and hilarious. I'm jumping into a lot of stuff before we get to the weekend because what a weekend. Uh, the shipped boxes are finally going out, and I want to tell you this, Peter. It's a deluxe surprise because you're not just getting the hair in the museum display case. You get a one-of-one four-by-six art piece that I did that is reflective of one of the opponents that I had while my hair uh, was there. The hair that was there was there. And then you also get a pink furry memory box and a set of pink dyes. So you can play crafts with God herself. You know me. You know I like to play crafts with God. I'm on the road all the time, and I don't really like to bring people into it if I don't have to, but sometimes you got to like roll your dice out in public, like just throw them out, and I'll do it in the airport. It looks really weird, but it's a very fast process. I have one pocket. I pull the dice. I throw them on the floor. I pick them back up. I put them in, but somebody's got to see that and be like, oh man, what's going on? You did did it very openly in the parking lot at Fest. Did I? Yeah, Yeah, I don't think about how it looks at all. I just kind of go for it, you know? Let's, Let's roll some dice. But I think we had also just smoked an adult jazz cigarette <laughs> in the same vicinity. So I don't think particularly worried about what people are thinking. We are, we're going to be thankful for adult jazz cigarettes. This, this episode for certain, this is a, I was blessed by many of them by people who listen to the podcast, Peter. This is the only thing that's frustrating for me, for you is that you don't get to be out here every weekend having people come up and go, your podcast is incredible. Like, what a magical, cool podcast. We love Peter. Bring Peter on the road. Peter, I think we're going to have to start bringing Peter on the road. Let's do it. And I don't want to do it and, like, put you to work as my assistant. That's not the point here. I want you to just exist as an ethereal spirit. And people can come up and they can put uh, currency bills in your pockets. And you can talk to them to understand where they're at in life. Because I think you give out a lot of um, good life advice sometimes. And... I'm going to give some real life advice right now. I want to do it for the people out there, the degenerates like me, creative misfits, wandering brains, all of you in between. 2TD Designs is here. They were founded and located in the Bay Area, and they are trying to be more than just a clothing brand. They are trying to make sure that all your needs as a consumer are met. You want to start your own clothing brand? Reach out. T2D Designs is going to help you set things up. They can do anything. They can do everything. These are custom services. It's to the dome, baby. 2TD, to the dome designs, because it is for degenerates. It is by degenerates, and we are going to love the magical art and the beautiful clothing that comes out of this. If you want to learn more, reach out to Ad. Two, that's the number two, at 2TD underscore designs on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, or via Pigeon Mail. Or just go straight to the website, www.2TD-designs.com for more info. To the Dome Designs, rah, freak out and make some cool stuff. Was that a good read? Yo, yeah. I love doing a one take. This is the legend of the one take. We'll return to it someday, but it continues coming in handy. I needed two takes to start my trip, though, on Friday. I needed two takes. And here's why. I took a risk. And typically, when I go to freelance in Chicago, and I haven't been in a few months, and I was really excited to get back there. Wrestling in Logan Square is beautiful. It's a lovely area. Chicago's wonderful when it's not October through February. And it's now March. So, like... It was a little rainy, but it was warmer, and it felt good. Chicago is so beautiful when it wakes up in the spring. And I said, well, I'll take the risk, though. I'm here all day Saturday. I secretly, we'll talk about how I snuck this out. This is incredible. I'm going to be in Chicago all day Saturday. 
Maybe I come in a little later in the afternoon. Nothing that's pushing the envelope, but I was scheduled to land at 4 o'clock Chicago time. Gives me an hour to get to the venue. I'm there by 5, 5.30, get some food. Show starts at 8. Like, I'm real... I, it yeah. makes sense. And then I meet up with everyone after, and we work it out. I'm Listen, as a Silver Platinum Rewards member, Peter, of the Spirit Airlines family... They done goofed again and fucked me. And I love the confidence. I wish I, as a business, could be as confident as Spirit Airlines. Because let's say you are waiting for a merch item from me. I have like three or four orders that either the mail messed them up or, or they're outstanding or I, the sizes are wrong. Things happen. But every order that I get an email about or something's wrong or where's this, I am immediately stressing out about it. I want to get it dealt with right away. I want to offer a solution. I want to throw free stuff in the bag because I made you, you know, wait longer or deal with something. And I, you know, I'll offer you a refund. I'll offer you anything. Spirit does not give a shit. And they will just, they canceled the fl- flight, just canceled it. There's no reason for the cancellation. I just about noon when I'm like heading to the airport in a few hours, gonna be great. Your flight is canceled, pal. And I go, well, is there? There's an alternate flight? No, there's no alternate flight. You can go to Chicago on this flight and buy another flight to Chicago, and it's 21 hours through Fort Myers or something of that sort. And it's already noon. Like a same day flight is not an easy thing to pull off. And I said, you know what? Freelance rules. Chicago rules. I got to go there anyway because I'm riding in a car Sunday to get to Glory Pro. Boom. I'm going to I'm going to spend a little money and make it to freelance. Now this isn't I'm not bragging that oh I have this money to spend to do this, but I am saying that I am a dedicated ass performer who will make sure that I get there. Now I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm going to get there a little late. I'll let them know. I'll still land by 6 p.m. Show's not till 8 and I'm after intermission, I've been assured and I'm talking to the promoter the whole time, letting them know what's going on. Hey, baby, I'm working it. Then that flight got delayed. At this point, you're going. At like what what time? Oh, it was supposed to start boarding at 4.35, and then it then changed to start boarding at 5.30. We boarded this flight at, and it still took off, but we boarded this flight at 6.30. Yeah, it's incredible. Here's what I will say, though. Uh, they finally got the pilot on, and we took off at 6.30, and I'm supposed to land at 7.15 or 7.30 on the ground. And I said, there's no way. I'm looking at how long this flight's supposed to take. We get in the air, and this boy was zooming. I felt like, you know, you feel like you're fast in a plane, but I've got my AirPods in, and I'm still like, oh, boy, we're zooming. And I'm somebody who rides in a lot of planes, so I kind of know the feeling. We were zooming to Chicago. We had... Uh, legs on the ground, as they say, by seven twenty. I'm sorry. Describe that feeling. I'm, I'm okay. So the here's concept of all right. You know, when you take off on a plane, I want everybody to close their eyes a little bit if they can. If you're driving, or if you're at work, or if your boss is watching you, or your child is near a fire, don't do this part. But close your eyes. The plane is starting to take off. You feel the pull. I'm immediately pulled all the way back. I'm leaning back now, and we get in the air. And then you can feel things start to level off, and you're good. And then there's sort of just a calm. When you, hey, folks, we've reached our maximum altitude here. We're cruising at 36,000 miles uh, above the Earth. Uh, I guess it's 36,000 feet, 36,000 miles. We would have already left the solar system. <laughs> and it goes to a little bit of a calm. This and this was not a turbulence thing. This was, you know, how like. There's that part where Han Solo just really rips that fucker forward and goes to hyperspace. It felt like we were pushing towards hyperspace the whole time. And 
they were like, we're going to do a drink service. They got to my row, which was like row eight, because the tickets left over on the last day are actually nice tickets, unfortunately, because they're expensive. Boom. They got to about row eight, and he said, all right, we're going to go ahead and be- begin our descent into Chicago. We're going to go ahead and drop in now. And they were like, let's get out of here. Boom. On the ground. But I'm thinking, damn, not only do I still have to get these bags from Baggage Claim, and I still have to get to Logan Square, and the show, it starts at eight, and it's live. Like, you can't change a show. I said, dude, I'm here. I'm going to grab my bags. I hopped in a taxi and once again, Zoom Squad zoomed it through. I pulled up to Logan Square Auditorium. I ran up the stairs. I left my merch downstairs and I said, please, someone deal with this. Like, let's figure it out. And I travel all the way up and I look down and I see my opponent helping her hot hubby boyfriend engaged partner GPA, Lainey Luck is in there being a baddie. Now, we've always let it slide, you know, that like she likes bad boys and she likes GPA and GPA is a, he's a bad boy in the wrestling ring, but she sort of let him do his own thing and she's always still had a a bit of integrity to her. And I walk into this building and she's attacking uh, or she's helping her, her, her partner, her boyfriend, Shazza McKenzie was there from Australia, all the way from Australia. And he cheated to win using his girlfriend. And I said, thank God I got here. I get to kick her ass in like 30 minutes. And literally Peter, Effie does Effie things. I rolled into that building 30 minutes into this show starting. There was a, like two matches and an intermission. And then I ran my ass out there. I beat Laney Luck's ass. I beat her ass all over the building. Now, I did put one video out, and she had plenty of moments where she almost made me tap, I'll admit it, where she kept hitting me in the face repeatedly. She threw me into guardrails. She tried to kill me multiple times. But boy, did you see that right hand on Instagram, Peter? Thank God that they got the clip they did. Uh, Shout out, I believe it was Riley. I think she was front row and took that clip. Riley, thank you. I know you're a listener of the podcast. Also a member of the the LSA Smoke Squad, where even if it's raining afterwards, Logan Square Auditorium, we go to the alley. You're free to join this Effie meet and greet if you can wait long enough for me to take my gear off. I'm the slowest man in sports entertainment, baby. I'll be matched too, and I'll be in my gear until midnight. I just, sometimes you feel more comfortable in that sort of environment. I don't know. All right, back to it. I beat her ass all over this damn ring. I sit my leg on her face with a big sack rider, Shout out Cardona, the NWA champ. Maybe Billy Corgan's less of a dweeb than I thought. Or maybe, and this is what I think happened, I think Matt Cardona just rolled in there and Billy Corgan was like, this is the coolest action figure I've ever had to play with. I better let him do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? Cardona, You Cardona's, can't say no to Buzz Lightyear. You can't say, oh my God. I didn't even tweet the clip out yet of that. I'm so behind on things. Cardona is Buzz Lightyear. This is 100% true. The toy that's come to life. Um... Back to the smoking. I don't even know where I was at, Peter. I'm all my brain is melting, Peter. My brain is melting. So you were you got there and then half an hour later you step into the ring. I beat Laney Lux ass all over this damn building. Fast forward, we're smoking. And uh yeah, I gave her that smooth, beautiful right hand. I don't want to say that I'm bothered by anything Dave Meltzer said, but I also need people to understand once again. I have the best right hand uh, around in wrestling right now. And if you want to come fuck around and find out, you can buy the pay-per-view, you fucking wild style child, because I'm going to fight Minoru Suzuki and I'm going to punch him square in his jaw April 1st at 11.59 before it goes into April 2nd. Whatever. We'll get to that in a minute. We got to talk about the brunch. I hook up with the squad. We go eat at the Golden Nugget. 
I had a whole crepes dinner again. There's nothing better than crepes after a long day of travel. And uh, then I enter what is a beautiful, magical day off. Now, the night before, a freelance was like, wait, you're, you don't have anything tomorrow? And I was like, nope. And everybody was like, wait, you don't have anything tomorrow? I was like, nope. And it's because I did have something. I had a day off for Effie to have a day off. And typically when I'm in Chicago, I come in early, but I'm still getting to the venue, doing stuff. And then I'm out of town, usually before 6 a.m. out of, you know, O'Hare. I said, let's make a friendship day with only bad boys. Let's go out on the town with only the bad boys. And for the first time in a long time, I got to see one of my former freelance wrestling rivals, one of my former foes, and one of my former favorite people. It would No, he's not former favorite people. He's still one of my favorite people. The lovely Eye Candy Elliot. Now, you may not know the saga of Eye Candy Elliot, but we proved that in the new age of technology, in our storyline, where it looked like we wanted to both make love to each other and not let our secret love be known. And we fought through aggression and dog collars and legacy championships. And there were paparazzi photos of us at brunch and me crying. There were Twitter leaks. There was emotion and romance and crazy violent energy. And it was a beautiful, really magical, weird storyline to do. And we bonded a lot during that time. And we got to just go out to lunch and enjoy Chicago like Chicago boys. We went uptown. Uh, we brought Trevor Outlaw with us, our new baddie in training. I stayed at Trevor's house Friday night, and his knee is healing, and he is very motivated to get back to being uh, the real rude boy that he is. And here's the thing, folks. I know a lot of people boo Trevor Outlaw, and you should. He's a bit of a bit of a spoiled dick. But he, uh, he knows Chicago well, and he's the kind of cat who's going to get what he wants. So I hang out with people who get what they want and do lots of fun stuff. We went uptown and ate a beautiful Chicago brunch. We shared red velvet uh, cheesecake French toast thing. I don't know. It was what? incredible. I had fresh juices. We went to the paint store, and then I got to meet... My good friend I Candy Elliot's new go dog. What the paint store for? Well, I Candy Elliot was repainting his new apartment oh, with his okay. long-term partner that I love. Sorry, I, I would have gotten that if I had just. No, listened. it's beautiful. Yeah, no, but we went back to the apartment and he said, "Look, we're doing some construction in there. She's out at work. Do you want to meet Cowboy, my dog?" And I've been following Eddie for a long time on social media. He was locked out for a while, so you may not have seen Cowboy, but maybe you have. Cowboy is like a little basset houndy corgi thingy. Ooh, I don't know. Whoa. I'll show you in a minute. Cowboy also doesn't bark. Cowboy does my favorite thing I've ever heard a dog do, which is just whinnies. So Cowboy comes out and, you know, little squatty guy, and he's so excited. And he's going, <laughs> which is like the greatest dog language. Now, I'll get some low tones like that from Cranberry, but Cranberry truly more of a grumbler. She's more of a... <laughs> and I'll play that up, and she gets rowdy, and we... <laughs> That's her language. That's where we talk besides kisses. But cowboy with the Winnie. To know that Cranberry is this feminine creature of uh, God herself and cowboy, this masculine sweet dog. The communication is so different and yet they are so valid. Cowboy just winning to me going... And you're like, is this an ancient elven language that I have yet to decipher? Is this a magic moment where I must listen more than I am speaking? And I held cowboy and we took a beautiful picture together and... I have my opinions on taking pictures have changed. I will always take pictures with everyone, and that was always the case. But 
for pictures for uh, my own personal memory. I've never, as we've probably talked about, it's not something I typically do. I don't think about it, and I think of it as a function of my job rather than something normal humans would do. Right. Is we should take a picture to remember where we were, but when you start to feel, you know, time passing, you start to feel uh, the existential dread of the oncoming, you know, enumeration of the soul system. You just start taking a few pictures with your friends. Like it's there's it's a good thing. It makes me smile. Now when I look at the picture, I go, what a good time. I love doing this. And we had a beautiful time. Now, Peter, I, even on my day off, I like to overeat. And I'm sitting here going, I got a day off and I'm in Chicago. Better do something. And I sat on all those weird event ticket websites and kind of looked through things. And I said, oh, all Jay and Portugal the Man are playing, maybe. And I go, nah, I don't know. I don't know if I went, I don't know, a little expensive. And I said, oh, Sparks is playing. And that movie, Annette, fucked your whole brain up last year, starring Kylo Ren and uh, Marion Cotillard. What's up with that? Should we just go see Sparks? They're in their 70s. There's not much time left. I want to sing along with all the wild-ass songs that they do. It's really a miracle. And then I said, I don't know the tickets. They're pretty high, pretty high on the tickets. And so what we did instead, myself and the lovely Trevor Outlaw, is we had a film night in, and we ordered tacos, and we watched Annette again because he had never seen it. And he was going, why haven't people seen this movie? And I go, Trevor, we're weird dudes. We're weird dudes, man. We like music movie musicals about Kylo Ren wanting to kill everybody. We love it. We love the music of Sparks being interwoven in a tale of friendship and confusion. And then we watched even more movies. And I made him watch Titan, which I had, had talked about, I believe, on the uh, screen before. And he was going why don't people know about this movie? And I go, because it's in French. People hate subtitles. And the whole night we just took in all sorts of film. We're not done with the weekend yet, though. And this is, I have to shout out to whoever is promoting Glory Pro Wrestling in St. Louis, Missouri, whoever it may be, whoever's the father, whoever is the Don, Dan, Don, Dan. Do people know Dan the dad does the booking there? I don't know. We shouldn't tell them. Either way, that cat knows what a wrestler wants. And I'll tell you, I was home on Sunday by 10.30 p.m. And I will get to how we did that by starting because on Sunday morning, the lovely Trevor woke me up. We met up. And I actually, should I even admit to this right now? I don't know if I should admit to this. I rode with my Friday night opponent whose ass I kicked, Laney Luck. To Glory Pro Wrestling in St. Louis. Because I believe this, folks. There are some feuds that last a lot longer than they need to or a lot longer to get to a, a source of uh, you know, solution, to get to a place of understanding where you're, you're not bitter enemies anymore. But I'll tell you this. We both hit each other pretty hard. And sometimes you work things out really fast. And so like a day will do you. Let's ride down to St. Louis. It's a lot easier that way. I get in the car with Laney and we make it in record time to St. Louis. But I want to say this, Peter. People think America is overcrowded. You know? It's not. There's so much area for more Target Super Centers. Between Chicago and St. Louis, I counted space for at least six to 700 more Target Super Centers. And I'm telling you, I'm looking out here going, what do these people do for fun out here? There's no movie theaters. There's a lot of fields. There's uh, pasture. Animals of pasture, cows, not as many as you'd think, though. I think we need to add more targets. And this is why America is entering its next phase, which is total collapse. Because that was the first thought I had when I saw open land was, 
damn, they really need a target out here. I'm, I'm disgusted with myself, truly. And after doing my taxes this week and seeing my target purchases, I'm also really disgusted at that. So uh, just what I'm saying is please stop me from going to Target. I clearly have a problem. We got to St. Louis and I was starving. And we'll start right here with how good it is at Glory Pro Wrestling. I was met by Papa Kenway himself. Shout out Papa Kenway. Matt Kenway is now a bodybuilder instead of a wrestler, which I understand you don't want to get you know beat up and wrestle and you want to still look fit and good. But I'm always in the gym looking at these bodybuilder types going, what, what is it for functionally? Because once again, if it doesn't have function, it's not something I need to do. And so I'm in the gym because I'm like, functionally, I don't want to be bad at my job or get hurt. I better have a little mass on me and be able to do cardio. And I'm going, is it just to look at it? Is it just to feel it? I don't know. But maybe I'm just not jacked enough to understand yet. Shout out, Matt Kenway. You look jacked as hell. Uh, your dad cooks the best food I've ever eaten. He made chicken wings. He made these magic firecracker crackers that were like seasoned, spicy saltine crackers. But it was like the most marvelous thing I've ever had. I had crazy a magical ketchup that was created for the opponent that I had on that day, uh, Cody Coco Lane, which we can now publicly discuss this. I think it's hilarious. He was he was on that uh, everybody that was on the AEW show that was named Cody. If you go back and look, they were all forced to not be called Cody, and now Cody doesn't even work there. So he made this big fuss about like I, I'm the only Cody that can be here, and now he's like, please Vince, let me kiss your feet. Like it's the weirdest. I don't know. I'm not getting into that here. It's not worth it. Cody Lane, Coco Lane, the ketchup is phenomenal that Papa Kenway made. Now also step two of why Dan the Dad, greatest promoter known to man. Start time of the show is 3 p.m., Peter. I'm in St. Louis at 3 p.m., and I'm not even early on the card. My man, I'm match seven. I'm late in the game. I'm post-intermission. I'm hanging out. This match with Cody Lane. Now, the promoter himself reached out to me after and said he it might be one of the his favorite matches he ever saw. And I said, but, I said, I, I, and if you saw this match, it was fucking chaos. Like, it was destructive crazy giant weird mayhem and i said but what about when i fell off the top rope now peter this match is it's intense cody lane is this weird wild southern oklahoma flamingo man and he's crazy and he's throwing me on guardrails he's nutting me he's trying to break my legs off like crazy just banana stuff last few moments of this match I run at him after I've given him a big boot and I run at him again and he plops me up top on the top rope and I go to hold myself on. Daddy went tumbling all the way to the hard floor of the wood and I had already been wrestling that whole time and then all of a sudden I was like, oh God, I'm on the floor. Next thing I know, this giant dude is ripping me back in the ring and dumping me on my head. I don't even know where I am. And they're like, hey, you got to get changed. Your flight is soon. And I'm like, Oh my God, what happened? If you were at Glory Pro and you have footage of me just falling off the top of this rope, it's uh, what an incredible feeling to have. I was totally fine, Peter, but well, I mean, for the most part, totally fine. My ego felt bruised, but he said the match was incredible. He said it added to the realness of it. And that gets back to the thing that I'm going to prove next week, Peter, which is I understand what pro wrestling is, unlike a lot of you dorks. I understand that it is a simulation of combat between two creatures or humans or whatever we may be, okay? All right, sidebar, back to Glory Pro. I get to the airport, 
And Peter, it's ringing true in my head. Shout out to Cody Lane. That match was incredible. I hope you felt comfortable. The, the roster at Glory Pro was so stacked. I got to see Colt Cabana again. Uh, independent legend Colt Cabana, and now member of the Dark Order. Got to see Hakeem Zane, and he kept flicking me off and going, you ain't shit. Uh, you know, nice guy. Love him. Uh, got to see Allie catch my bus sister, which we're actually, by the time this is released, we will have done... Not only a match in L.A. at the Roxy Theater, historic venue, but also a meet-and-greet signing that I'm going to promote right now. I don't know where it is. It's 2 to 4 in L.A. Shout-out to Novi Area Management. They're doing my signings. Love it. A lot of cool people on this card. Uh, I'm skipping over people. It doesn't matter because now I'm at the airport. I got out of my gear immediately. Ali said, you sold a couple more things. Like, I was down there doing merch, and, I, and she's like, just go run. Get to the airport. Delay, 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 Peter. I was supposed to like take off at like 6.30, land at like right before 9. And I was like, this is miraculous, you know? No. I don't end up taking off from this airport until 8.30 p.m. at night. So I'm just like, man, I could have stayed the whole time. I could have even gone to the arcade bar after party and played pinball and still made this flight. And I should have known that, Peter. But I can't live right on the edge because I always live on the edge. And if you live in all parts on the edge, somewhere is going to slip your feet. You know yeah. what I mean? I get, I get. Even though I have clear, I get to TSA early. Once again, I think I've said it here. I got to do the ooey of walking in and the line is out the ass of this airport for TSA and they have a clear line and I go, ooh who would want to stand in that? And I walked right through clear and it was incredible. I'm the best clear advertiser in the history of the world. Like I'm so good at selling clear to people. Is it pricey? Hell yeah, it is. Is it exclusive? Oh yeah. Is it the fastest way that I save 20 minutes on each time I go to the airport at least? And then you do the math on that. Have I done the math on that before here with you? I don't think so. Let's do it. 136 flights last year times. We'll just even it out to being 15 minutes on each side. And we're going to divide that by 60. It saved me 68 hours a year. So if I am, uh, and that's a very low average guessing what some of these could be. Yeah, I would imagine. Let's go ahead and... uh, I'm basically paying about two dollars extra an hour to save it to save an hour. I'm, I'm paying about two dollars to save hours. It's worth my time. I'm saving a forty to fifty to sixty seventy hour work week. It's magic. I sat at this airport, Peter, and it's a beautiful airport, St. Louis Airport. Very easy to traverse, and I found the most miraculous invention that I have found in a long time. I have to pull this man's name up because I'm going to show you this picture of this because. I can't get it wrong. I can't get it wrong because when it hit me, oh, darling, it hit me. Okay. This is, there are two of them, two of them in the Southwest Terminal at St. Louis. Ted Drew's frozen custard, St. Louis's finest. And I've seen this man holding up his custard. Oh my goodness. And he has his own machine there. And he's so happy about the custard. And the word custard gets me excited, Peter. If you ask me, what's your favorite food? I would say custard type foods. And now this is a frozen custard. And I have been fighting. I'm sweaty. I had to change real fast. I didn't have time to eat after my lunch. You know, you want to have a little dinner. I got two tubs of custard, Peter. And I ate it. And I sat in that airport. My flight was delayed. And I ate, you know, I ate one. And then I went back and I ate another. And I ate that custard, Peter. And it was so beautiful and sweet. And it was a little hard at first. I said, oh, no, because it's so frozen. It softens right up. And then it's like it's like a whipped miracle. 
Shout out to Ted Drew's Custard. Shout out to having custard vending machines. And that's Ted Drew's, D-R-E-W-E-S, not sponsoring my show. St. Louis Finest Custard really saved the day for me. It was miraculous. Do you need your day saved? Do you need a saved day for yourself? Yes, I do. Well, I've got some new friends. Guess what? We have someone here that is going to help you reach your creative pinnacle. Your artistic, magical place. A lot of people think Kanye is just good at all types of making music, but really, he just hires a bunch of people who do the music and make it look really good. And that's what you can be. You can be Kanye if you want to work with 2TD Designs. That's To The Dome Designs, baby. They work with you on your stuff. They work with you on your art, and they want to give you the custom cool merchandise, the cool clothing, and any kind of artistic help that you need, customizable services, even faster than you can imagine on shipping and printing. It's to the dome, and it is for you, you wild-ass degenerates, you crazy flower children, you smokies, you bears, you jazz cigarette enthusiasts. To the Dome Designs can help. 2TD Designs, that's at 2 the number two, TD underscore designs on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, all of the services, or just go to the website, www.2td-designs.com. Peter, the next two weeks of my life are really intense, and it is weighing on my physical form, but it is not weighing on my soul. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. Like... There are things that, as someone who is still a human entity at this point, in this form, there are restrictions, there are limitations, there's communication blockades, there are challenges and there are trials, and your human form will will reflect that in the highest sense, and not just in like bruising, but in just like your bones not wanting to do things sometimes. We're going to make it through. And I am going to make it through this crazy-ass schedule that I've set up for myself in the next two weeks. And I'm going to prove to everyone that Effie is fine. Totally fine. Totally freaking fine. Now, I don't want to go through this weekend because I already kind of mentioned it at the show. But I do have to because next week we're going to have to record uh, Tuesday, if, if at all. Because I have to leave very early Wednesday. Well, let me check the flight. We might still be able to record Wednesday next week. But I'm off to Dallas, and it's uh, it's the biggest wrestling week of the year. And I am not only participating in, oh, four matches where my opponent's average age... I did this on Twitch the other night. And if you add up the ages of Pimpinella Escarlana, Minoru Suzuki, Charlie Haas, who I was just announced for a match for Saturday at midnight, who is former Team Angle and former SmackDown superstar... And is very excited to working with me. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm Rowdy. And especially Midnight after three matches with Legends. Not just Suzuki. Not just Haas. Not just Pimpinella. Also, Speedball Mike Bailey. And Speedball, I'll be honest with people. He was banned from the U.S. for a while because we have fucked up visa laws here that punish small artists. And they punish people who are trying to just make make their way by and get by and make a little living. And it's bullshit. And now we have watched the resurgence, the renaissance, what we already knew as older fans of Speedball Mike Bailey, that he is uh, a marvelous performer. He is the real deal. He is a black belt. He is charming. He is personable. And Peter, my God, is he handsome? And listen, I'm not saying this with any intention. I'm just saying, like, objectively, this French-Canadian wrestler is, he's a very handsome boy. And here's what I have to say. He has come back, and I, I hung out in Atlanta Sunday with 
Nick Wayne was with us. We ate and I took him to the airport and he had fought speedball Mike Bailey that Friday night and almost had to be hospitalized because the kicks to his chest and body were so severe that it could have killed him. Okay, folks, am I being a little exaggeratory? I don't know. Figure it out. Effie don't like being kicked and bleeding if it's going to really hurt like that. And I'm going to be honest. All you guys are so stupid for not just biting his toes off to begin with. He can't kick you with his toes bitten off. He can't kick you with his little bloody stump feet. And welcome to Effie's world, baby. I've got Minoru Suzuki later in the night. You think he's going to be a little nervous after I chew a man's raw feet off? Speedball, I know your strengths. You're kicking everybody's ass. Literally kicking everybody's ass. I'm going to get those toes and I'm going to bite every one of them off. And then I will get you experimental hooves and you will live the rest of your life as a uh, Mr. Tumnus style goat man and your truth will be realized. Mike Bailey, I have so much respect for you. I have the ultimate respect for you. But to to, uh, think that you could stalk me at WrestleMania to try to get this match, to force Zicky Dice's hand to get this match, to think that you can put me under punishment because what am I? Oh, I'm just I'm just some wild weirdo out here on the road and you're the real deal. You're a black belt. I'm chewing them toes off, bro. I'm chewing them toes all the way off one at a time. Come find out. And I'm not going to fall to my base desires. I'm not going to suck on those toes. I'm not sucking on those little shrimps, little dirty shrimps. Is that picking up? I got chompers, okay? And oh, it's not a full moon, but they still chomp, baby. And I'm going for the toes. That's my promo on Speedball Mike Bailey. Thank you. Uh, it's going to be a great time in Dallas. I'm very excited, but it is... I'm not even there yet. I have another weekend with Effie at Effie's for Effie's before I can even say that I've made it to the Dallas point. So I think, and I'm going to predict this, Peter. I'm going to find a time, whatever that time may be next week, to be here because I will need your spiritual support in between these times. And uh, I am, I am, I believe in my heart that we are going to come out so much stronger on the other side of these harsh March winds, the same winds that befell Caesar, the same winds that have sent us on a collision course. All right. We're finding it and uh, we're going to be all right. Peter, what do we got? Anybody give a fuck out there in the universe? Everybody. Yeah? <laughs> but nobody wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the deal, people. You don't have to ask Effie questions. If you just need life advice, if you need help with something, if you, you know, if you're trying to keep a coyote as a pet somehow, like the TV show Baskets. We rewatched that show the other day because I've been mourning the loss of Louis Anderson, uh, star of stage and film and screen. And holy shit, Louis Anderson as Mrs. Baskets is one of the goatest performances i've ever seen and the love affair with costco is there's a nurture to costco that you wouldn't have felt if you'd only seen the movie idiocracy that mrs baskets brought it back for us shout out i don't have a costco membership anymore i used to have an executive platinum costco membership i thought i was hot shit but then again i had a polo tucked into khaki so who's the real dork (laughs) 